0: This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment.
1: What's up? What's up, everybody? Ricky Whitmer here, along with fellow man child Johnny Carlin. And we are back for another edition of the Rick and Johnny Podcast right here on Most Valuable Podcasts. we are on YouTube. Hello? It is great to see your wonderful faces again. If you're on Block Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, if you're on Spreaker, if you're listening to us anywhere around the world, thank you guys for checking us out today. But Johnny, usually I say we get a jam-packed show, mm-hmm. and we eventually put together a jam-packed show, yeah. but it was a little hard this week.
0: Yeah, we got with, a kind of a slow news week.
1: With Thanksgiving going on, a lot of... News places like they're putting stuff out on Thursday and Friday, but it's like one of those things where it's like, hey, let's get everything together before Thursday so that we can set it to post, set it to post on Thursday and Friday and actually enjoy our Thanksgiving weekend. So we put together a jam-packed show, going to be looking at D.C. A lot of the stuff is still kind of the after effects of Justice League. And with the movie, we're going to look at DC, Warner Brothers, and in specifically Zack Snyder. Then we're going to go into gaming, a kind of part two to a topic I didn't even think we'd need a part two about. No, last week talking about loot boxes, we're going to talk about them again. Should they be banned? Belgium thinks they should. We're going to look into that, and then we're going to end everything up. Jude Law is joining the Captain Marvel movie as Marvel. We're going to look to see what kind of a Marvel we will get. In the Captain Marvel movie, but let's jump right into it, Johnny. And the question I want to propose to start the podcast and kind of to set this up, this was one that I thought about this week. I was just thinking about the DC movies and listening to podcasts about Justice League, and I kind of had a thought process go through my head. In this topic, I came up with the question of, should Warner Brothers and or DC get rid of Zack Snyder? The first thing I thought of, is this question disrespectful to Zack Snyder? Because some people are going to think that. Is it disrespectful to Zack? Of course he's done hard work with the movies that he's done. Man of Steel, BVS, I guess there was hard work done in there. I didn't see it, but some people have. And then with Justice League, that everyone's been talking about the changes that have been made after his three-hour cut. People want that cut. Warner Brothers isn't going to give it to us, but... Should we get rid of Zack Snyder? Before we throw this over, I want to set this up for you. Okay. Here's what my pro- my thought process was. So the beginning of the DCEU started with Man of Steel. Apparently it was supposed to start with Green Lantern, but with how bad that movie did, Warner Brothers was like, no, we'll start it with Man of Steel. We'll start it with Superman. When Man of Steel came out many moons ago, mm-hmm. the reviews weren't amazing, but they weren't terrible. Some people hated it. A lot of people, like myself, I was like, eh, it was okay. At that time, I remember sitting there with Dave in the movie theater we were at in our local mall, and I was sitting there just going, I was trying to talk it up because it was the first of the DCEU. Like, it's one of those things where you look at it and you're like, you know what, I'm a fanboy of DC. I wanted to like it so bad. And it's not like I hated it, but... I was trying to talk it up better than it was mm-hmm. because it was the first one.
0: And yeah, I really so you did. Try and do.
1: I really didn't like that there was no post credit scene because I'm like that's what comic book even way back then I was like this is what comic book movies do. Did they not learn anything from Marvel? Then the next movie in the timeline was BVS. BVS Tanked. I'm going to just say it right there. Horrible reviews. I didn't like it. I know some people did. I thought it was horrible. Then we had Wonder Woman. Reviews, amazing. Everyone loved Wonder Woman. And then Justice League now where I thought it was okay. I thought it was like a B, B-plus movie. Mm-hmm. I'll say B, B-plus is being a little bit too nice. Uh, give it a solid B for a movie, but there were people that hated it. So the reviews were kind of mixed. Yeah. The thing that I thought in my head. Man of Steel, BVS, and then you have Justice League. What do all three of those movies have in common? Who worked on those movies? Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. Who didn't or wasn't directing the Wonder Woman movie? Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. So because of just that process alone, I'll ask you, should Warner Brothers and DC think about getting rid of Zack Snyder because maybe his idea of what the DCEU should look like isn't the direction they should want to go?
0: Um, you know what? My thought would be maybe just get him out of... Uh, out of... Ju- um, out of Warner- directing? No, not out of directing. I'd say more so... <clears throat> sorry. Get him out of the, the DC part of it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was weird. Because, I mean, there's some movies he's done a decent job on. 300 mm-hmm. was great. Um, I liked... Dawn of the Dead, I'm looking at like, stuff he's directed right now, and stuff he's been part of. Um, there's a lot of movies. 300 Rise of an Empire wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Sucker Punch, I liked. Some people may not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's movies he's done well. He's part of uh, the Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah. And those are really good. At least mm-hmm. I thought so. I haven't seen the third one yet, but I've seen the first two, mm-hmm. and I thought they were really good. So you know what? I mean, let's maybe just take him out of DC, let him do his other films the ones that need his tonality Mm -hmm. and really like it's more so i think a lot of it to me is uh, except for bvs like he was part of man of steel well that didn't have the right tonality for me to be a man of steel movie Mm -hmm. bvs was just not a great movie um for a multitude of reasons i think we actually talked about that before haven't we yeah on multiple podcasts Mm -hmm. and um like you said, um, Justice League was not a fantastic movie. It was a good movie. Mm-hmm. I, thought I wouldn't say it was b- out of the ballpark, mm-hmm. but it was a good movie.
1: Well, and that's the thing where I know that a lot of people are either on one side or the other. With yeah. ju- Like in Justice League, part of me was like, you know what? Maybe I give you not a pass for Justice League, but I don't really put it against you. Only because you had to step away from it. Mm-hmm. And the product that we got wasn't your three-hour product. Yeah. So, I mean, the Joss Whedon coming in and the studio really tinkering at that point. The big problem in all of this, and like you brought up movies like 300, another one that is actually a DC property, Watchmen. Yeah. However, Watchmen, for the Zack Snyder, and I'm liking the word that you used, his tonality. Yeah. It fits. Yeah. You can have that darker tonality because- Of the characters that you're dealing with within that, like, just reading the graphic novel for Watchmen, the comedian's a horrible fucking person. He is. He is a god-awful
0: person. Thank you, Jeffrey D. Morgan, for portraying that. For
1: portraying that, rightly. But I can't remember. I think it's in the— But you're right.
0: He is an absolutely awful person.
1: Well, I think it's in the graphic novel—it's been a while. It's been—let's see, Watchmen came out in 2009, Um, so that's when I read the graphic novel— So it's been almost 10 years since I've read it. I have to reread it. Yeah. But if I'm not mistaken, there's a scene in there where not Jeffrey Dean Morgan, but where the comedian is kind of a little rapey. And that's the kind of character that he portrays that type of a scene like and whatever there because with Watchmen, what you're dealing with is virtually the doomsday clock. Yeah. So it's the end of the world. And plus, like how greedy you can get with the Rorschach side of things. Oh, man, Rorschach. Like, that is exactly, like, that fits. Yeah. Sucker Punch, I didn't see it, but from I remember from the trailers, looked like it fit in that one. 300, like you said, you can go with that dark tonality because virtually the story of 300 is about killing. Yeah. And it is about war, so you can do that. But when you look at superheroes, mainly Superman, because yeah. each one of no, these definitely movies— Superman have been Superman, Superman is not dark. No. He is not a brooding force. He is supposed to be, the best way I've described, or had Superman described to me, was he's supposed to be a Boy Scout.
0: He is your That's what I've been spoon-fed all these years with Boy Superman. Boy Scout,
1: where he likes truth, he likes just Like, the original was, he's for truth, justice, and the American way. Yeah. That's how it was in, like, the 50s. Originally, it was just truth and justice, and then they added in the American way, which... Part of me as a kid, I was like, he's from Krypton, but he's for the American way. Is it because he landed in Kansas? Is that why? He was raised
0: by Americans, blah, 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 blah. But
1: that's truth, justice, the American way is Superman. And he tried to make him too dark. And Mm -hmm. that's why. And when I said directing like get him out of directing. I didn't mean totally. Yeah. I just meant for D I'm talking just for DC. Maybe not That's Warner the scope Brothers I'm looking Warner at.
0: Warner Brothers is a bigger entity mm-hmm. than DC DC's like the little entity yeah. inside there. I say and get so him out of
1: the DC part of the I I sure. would
0: I would agree with you on that because I mean like I said these other movies he's done mm-hmm. I liked them. I think they're good. It's just the DC ones he's not giving them what they need mm-hmm. they deserve. Like like that let's say he did what he did for man of steel yeah but for batman that would have fit perfectly it was dark it was Mm -hmm. gritty he was brooding and i'm like this isn't batman this Mm -hmm. is superman why is he doing a batman type thing
1: yeah i mean the only thing with uh, i'm trying to think back to bvs because the way i describe bvs to people Mm -hmm. like in my mind is like this past weekend i went to visit family in michigan yeah and my cousin she brought up the 1, 2, and 3 trilogy of Star Wars. Yeah. And I was like, oh, those have all been – like, memory of that, except for one because I was such a kid and it's ingrained in here, no matter how hard I try, have all been deleted from my memory. Just deleted – I don't need to waste space up here for those movies. That's okay, kinda, we'll, re-
0: we'll rewatch them then.
1: That's kind of how I feel about BVS, where it's like, besides the Do You Bleed line and the Martha – Just delete it from my memory because I don't need to waste space up here with that horrible movie. That's just how I look at it. But, I mean, I don't remember having a problem, per se, with how Batman looked and was portrayed in that. Meaning he fit. It was Superman being like he was, Lex Luthor basically being the Joker. And I know this isn't a rag-on BVS topic, but that's what it's kind of gone to here, but (laughs) – I just I feel like looking at it. You've had four movies now. Three of them have either had not so hot reviews or mixed reviews. Yeah, and the one that had raving reviews didn't he didn't, didn't have touch. Zack Snyder on it at all. Yeah, and that's not, and I'm I want to make this clear because I know people are gonna say you're ragging on Zack Snyder. This is an attack at Zack Snyder. This is an attack at Zack Snyder. This is an attack of what he's done so far in the DCEU or the DC movie universe so far because
0: all I want, Johnny, is good movies. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah. Well, here's the one thing. If if we want to make a compromise Mm -hmm. on that, let him um, give his tone – like I said, the tonality, Like you said, you like that – let him have some input and like not say this is how it's going to happen, mm-hmm. but say, hey, this is what I think could happen for some of the Batman stuff because mm-hmm. he can he knows about that gritty dark tonality and that would f- fit really well with Batman. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, his directing so far, Man of Steel. I liked it as a movie altogether, but I didn't like the tonality of it. Mm-hmm. BVS was, we'll just say it was BVS. Yeah. Um, Wonder Woman was fantastic, but he didn't touch that, and then. We had Justice League. Justice League was a good movie, not a great movie, but a good movie. But again, I mean, he had his hand in that, and I'm not mm-hmm. sure what if, what was his and what wasn't, so yeah. I can't say at this point. But mm-hmm. again, it's so far his stuff in the DCEU has not worked out well. Mm-hmm. And kind of like in any other job, it's like, well, you're not doing a great job. We're going to let you go. You can do your other stuff, just you're not touching DC anymore.
1: Let me ask you this. Yeah. And I've thought about this in my head as well when it came to this. Zack Snyder, when it just comes to DC movies, I think there could be, I don't want to say the word compromise, but it kind of sounds like a compromise. Yeah. Hey, Zack, we're not going to have you direct any more movies, but if you want to be a producer for us, you can. There you go. Because, like, I look at... I look at movies like the Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm. He was a... Didn't direct it, but he was a producer for it. And that's really the only one um that he was... Like, Suicide Squad, he was an executive producer, but that one was god-awful, too. So I wouldn't use that as a glowing example yeah. of being a producer. But I look at Wonder Woman. He was still a producer for that, Yeah, although it was produced by PGA. And... I think that that aspect, hey, if you still want to have his input, because then as a producer, you can get his input on selecting the script, on some editing, on some directing, and financing the whole thing as well. However, the great thing—I say the great thing—the good thing about that, though, for fans that are probably like, yeah, I would like to see him further away from DC movies, if he's the producer, let's just say— And I know he's not on here, but let's just say, like, for the sake of argument, that he's working with Matt Reeves on a movie. Mm -hmm. As a producer, he can go to Matt Reeves, hey, you know what, I think that maybe here's my input here, here, and here. And Matt can either go, sure, let's do that, or no, let's not do that.
0: Like, I, here's one, a perfect one right now. He's announced that he's going to be the producer for Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. Let's say I, I the would... The executive l- producer. Executive producer, yes. That's the top dog. Yeah. The top honcho. But let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. Let's get, let's say we get the, and this is the Flashpoint I know of, the one that's the DC animated se- Belkron, series, or is, cartoon.
1: Which, let's be completely honest, the animated movie... Is pretty much exactly what you see in the comic.
0: Okay, see, I haven't read yeah. the comic, so that's why I'm going off of that I've, one.
1: I've read read the comic and seen, and they're pretty much. There's a little difference, but they're pretty much the same plot story.
0: Wouldn't you love if he were to get give a bunch of input on how to do the Thomas Wayne scenes? Yes, with his tonality yes. and stuff.
1: I would absolutely love that
0: because he's dark, and this mm-hmm. is like a darker version of Batman. Yeah, he is not afraid. Well, Spoilers in case you haven't read it or seen yeah, it. Yeah, if
1: you haven't read Flashpoint or seen the movie, find it for free online. You can probably do that. Yeah. Um, He's but, not afraid to kill.
0: Well, it's... Oh, the, actually, that's his The,
1: the his reason choice. why is... And this is... I love Thomas Wayne yeah. as the Batman... As that version of Batman because you look at Bruce. Mm-hmm. And when Bruce... Lo- Bruce lost his parents as a kid. Yes. So part of me feels like the no killing thing... Came from that. Where exactly. it's like When you start out as a kid, you're a little bit more. Although, when your parents die, could you really say you're innocent at that point?
0: You're still innocent. It's just you've been through a traumatic event now.
1: Whereas, if it's a father who lost a son, you're coming from a very different standpoint.
0: I think you're being than a child. You're being fueled by a different form of rage. Yes. Yeah. Like, his is, you know what? No one deserves to live now. Mm-hmm. Because well, if or you... Or as a
1: child, it's just like, I want all the bad guys to go away.
0: Yeah. Not die. I just want them to go away in prison. Whereas, I think it goes on to, Thomas Wayne beats the guy to a pulp, if not mm-hmm. to death. Yeah. Yeah, and then his mother turns into the Joker, well, but that's a different a, story. There's
1: a scene from the animated series where he, or the animated movie... Where he's fighting the new version of Harley Quinn. Yeah. Yo-Yo, I think it was called. Yeah, Yo-Yo. And he basically pushes her off the ledge. Yeah. And she's falling, and Cyborg catches her. And Cyborg goes, what the hell? You pushed her off the ledge. And Thomas Wayne Batman goes, you should have let
0: her hit the ground. Yeah.
1: That is basically where he is. Like, you should have let
0: her hit the ground. Basically, for Thomas Wayne, it's, and if you're a villain, you Mm -hmm. should be dead.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, in that one, you know how Bruce has, like, the picture of his parents? Yeah. Well, for Thomas Wayne, he has the gun.
0: Yeah. That Still
1: has the gun that killed Bruce in, like, a little, like... Glass Beauty dome. And the Beauty and the Beast Rose-esque is yeah, how I saw it. Yeah, that's
0: exactly what it is. But,
1: like, getting back to Zack Snyder... Yeah. Like, if you used him as a producer and he helped, like, give a little input on that that'd be fine. I just think with the whole directing side of it. Uh-huh. DC Jeff Johns, they should look towards distance. And this is my own personal belief. They should look to distance themselves from Zack Snyder because I am just going off of what I've seen. You have four movies in this so-called universe right now. One of them did really well. The other three not so hot and didn't have as great of reviews as Wonder Woman. And the one that did great didn't have Zack Snyder directing. The other three did. Not going to say it's a coincidence, but it's probably a coincidence. That's how I'm looking at it.
0: Yeah, you know what? I'm going to agree with you on that because you know what? Maybe and like I said, I'm trying maybe I'm trying to go on the nicer point of that. Mm-hmm. Distance him from him directing most if not anything. Again, mm-hmm. if they can get I'd his, be
1: fine with him producing. Yeah.
0: Um but I mean to him um he's got a certain tonality he goes mm-hmm. with and I like it for certain things. Yeah. But that's why I rag, that's the one thing the only thing I really rag on about Superman. Mhm. He's not dark. He's not dark and brooding. That mm-hmm. Leave that to Batman.
1: Like, we've even had, even when Man of Steel came out, everyone yeah. was like, why is the suit so dark? Yeah. Why is the suit, like, yeah, it's blue and red, but why is it
0: so dark? Why isn't it not a little lighter? It was like a really dark blue mm-hmm. and a really dark red. Yeah. It's like, okay, I, I actually kind of liked it mm-hmm. in some sense, because it's like, okay, at least it's the colors. It was a little dark, but I didn't mm-hmm. really care about that. Yeah. But, like, because I, I was more looking at the suit design as opposed mm-hmm. to coloration. I'm like, it looks really cool. Yeah. But it's like, this is really dark and brooding. Why are we getting Batman-toned Superman?
1: And apparently there was a trilogy that was supposed to be the Zack Snyder trilogy. Like, not officially, but it was basically Zack Snyder's trilogy. Yeah, Man, Man of Steel, BVS, was supposed to end with Justice League. I say those three movies are done. End it. Let it it be. Let it go away. Go with this new version that you've already started with Wonder Woman and have tried to fix with Justice League to fit it. Because another problem that I had this in right at the end with Justice League was they were already filming and finishing up production by the time that BVS was coming out. Yeah. So they didn't know exactly – What people thought of BVS until they were already done with Justice League, which was a problem because then they're like, shit, we got to change everything. But I want to turn the topic on to you guys now. I want you guys to let us know. What do you think? Should DC Warner Brothers kind of push Zack Snyder away from directing? Would you like to see him direct another DC film? And what do you think about anything we talked about in this segment? Let us know what you guys think down below. In the comment section. But Johnny, let's move on into our next topic. And this was one, I'll be completely honest. Yeah. We talked about it last week. Didn't think we'd need an update to this anytime. But we got soon. an update on. But we've got an update on loot boxes. If you want to hear part one of our discussion, right above Johnny's head. I'm
0: not a fan of this. Um,
1: and really, last week, we talked really about Battlefront 2, Yes. their whole loot box thing, and really how do we fix loot the boxes. whole loot boxes in general. Well, apparently, the Belgium Gaming Commission has ruled that loot boxes are gambling. The uh, country's Minister of Justice, not even going to try butchering his name, but their (laughs) Minister of Justice has said that he wants to see them banned Europe-wide. And this is coming from reports from PC Gamer. Johnny, I want to ask you, should loot boxes be banned in video games. That's basically where we're going to go because Minister of Justice in Belgium wants to see them banned European-wide. Should we get rid of loot boxes in games?
0: Well, I mean, if we're going to do that, how are we going to... How do you earn stuff? Through That's challenges. Through, through challenges, okay. Mm-hmm. So you have to, like do all these challenges and like the that's part for the, the mm-hmm. game the people making the games now they have to make up all these different challenges for you to earn stuff I get it in Overwatch there are certain challenges you have to do to earn mm-hmm. thing certain things mm-hmm. but um, part of that is like I'm trying to think of my wording for that that's a lot of challenges to make for all the things. For I'm going to use Overwatch as the biggest example because that's the one we get a lot of stuff in loot boxes. They
1: were pretty in this modern era. They're the ones to soli-
0: they're not the first, but in this modern era, they kind of, of solidified gaming, the loot box. Yeah, ideal. for right now, they have. Yeah, the, the, which is why I'm going to use that example. With mm-hmm. all the things you can earn loot boxes, there's probably over what six between sixty to eighty things per character. Yeah. Like there's a trophy that you get just for getting 50 items for one character. Exactly. So I mean, that is a lot of stuff for you to mm-hmm. make challenges for. Yeah. And I get it. Like, okay, you make one specific challenge and put mm-hmm. it per character. Yeah, but that's still a lot of different challenges. That's 80 something challenges per character.
1: And I'll be honest, I threw that. Sixty to eighty. I threw that out just as like uh, yeah, you could do this. Is it is it plausible? In some cases, no. But also, think about this. Even if it is plausible for your game, mm-hmm. do you really want to make nonsense challenges for people to where it's like, great, some people are going to get this, some people won't. Might be too hard for some, yeah. might be too easy for others. And really on some of like the lower items, like, really, you're making me do this just to get it? Sprays making
0: me do it. Most sprays only cost 25 coin in the game. Why would I have to have a challenge just to get a spray?
1: And the big thing, the only reason I feel like we're having this discussion yeah, is because when it comes to loot boxes, the big thing is game like overwatch. Let's be honest, put them in there because maybe they wanted to give us skins, but let's be completely honest. Games put this in because they're, like, hey, if we put it in, we could make some extra money. Yeah. It's a way to make extra money past that $60 I give you. In a game like Overwatch, we'll use that as the example, since that's what you were using. Mm-hmm. The way that Blizzard is doing it, hey, I buy the game, then you never have to pay for anything. Exactly. So loot boxes is a way for them to get some extra income more so than just that $60. Because now at this point... The game's been out for a year and a half now. I think it'll be two years in May mm-hmm. and March or May. And really, it's like, how do we keep funding this thing? Yeah, Really, They, I don't think it's just through loot boxes, but loot boxes gives you an extra set of income when it comes to your game. However, the thing that is kind of muddied is, is it gambling? That's another thing because like Belgium – they have ruled it as gambling. However, if you read down the article, and I'll put it in the description down below that we're looking at, this past October, the um, ESR, the ESRB, which is the rating board in the United States, the Entertainment Software Rating Board, mm-hmm. they rejected the call to have them as gambling. And their whole thing that they told um, Kotaku was that, That is not their call to have it listed as gambling. That is another, like, board's call to say it's gambling. However, if you're going to say it's gambling, then it depends on is it real gambling or if it's simulated gambling. And if it's the former, that automatically makes the game an adult-only game. Yeah. So if it's listed as real gambling – Here's the problem that causes for video games. Your game is then listed as adult only because it has loot boxes, and then many retailers don't carry or refuse to sell adult only games. Could you imagine if Overwatch was an adult only game? That would it would kill Overwatch. It and would. Overwatch would have never got. Off the board. I mean, Blizzard's a big enough name to where some people would try it, yeah. but I don't think it'd be as big as it is if it was listed as an adult-only game.
0: Yeah, and to be honest, it, and I don't know their their parameters for considering it gambling. Mm-hmm. It's very loose co- form of gambling because no matter what, it you mm-hmm. don't you don't have to put money in it to win something. Yeah. Other than the sixty dollars to buy the game itself, mm-hmm. you can't. The, the The difference to me is between gambling and. Overwatch getting loot boxes is mm-hmm. you can put money in and get more loot boxes and get a randomized idea of what you might get, or you can just earn them mm-hmm. and get a randomized thing of what you might get. But then with gambling, to me, no matter what, you're putting money into it to get something. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you don't, with over for my example, for me, for Overwatch, I've only put the $60 in to get the game. Yeah. I've not, I've not put in a single dime to get loot boxes i'll be
1: honest i do i do 150 loot box bundle when and only for a new event but that's only because i want the skins from that new
0: event yeah. so i
1: will spend the money because i have a paycheck exactly i'll go and spend that one just one off it just for the event and then i'm good
0: yeah i don't make enough of a paycheck to do that so mm-hmm. i mean that's why it's like you know what i'm just gonna earn all of my loot boxes so yeah I've earned about 82 of them so far and you plus. could be
1: you can be on either side of this table. Exactly.
0: You can be on either side of the table with but, it. But either way, would you really... And you're the one that puts money into it. Would you really consider gambling? Because you don't have to put the money into it. I
1: mean, no. I, In my mind, I don't go... Like, if I were to say... I'm trying to think how I want to process this analogy. Okay. It's not like I'm going to the casino and putting money, money into in. a slot. because, And that brings me... To the next point I was going to bring up from the article yeah, is when you look at the pan-European gambling informations uh, rating or P-E-G-I, they took a weaker stance than the rating board on is this gambling or not. Because they basically said that the national gaming nom that it's not con- constituted as gambling or not, that's for someone else. But really, is it gambling because you're not losing? Like you yeah, it's are true. Getting, you're getting, something, you no getting what. something no matter what. And that's the reason why they haven't really said if it's gambling or not because like in the US they're like, "Hey, you know what? You're getting something." If it was gambling, like I'm going to use that slots analogy. Mm-hmm. I go to the slots, I pull the lever,
0: you're not guaranteed to get something.
1: There's a chance I've just lost my money. Exactly. And I'm not getting anything back. Whereas really when you look at a loot box The only – and you could – like if someone said, this is gambling, I would go, okay, I'll give it to you. Maybe it's a form of gambling. Yeah. However, it's more of like a grab bag, if anything. It's a mystery – a loot box is a mystery bag. Basically, when you go like – for example, I went to a Cub game. Yeah. And they had baseballs signed by players. And, of course, with this, they were all the money, 20 bucks a ball – All the money was going towards the victims of the tornado in Oklahoma at the time. That part aside, because money going to a good cause, people automatically see it as different. But when you look at the base value of that, Mm -hmm. I was giving them $20, picking a baseball. Did I know whose signature was on it? No. No. And let's be honest. I bought five of them. Me and my ex-girlfriend at the time bought five of them. Two of them, we got Anthony Rizzo. Two of them, we got uh, fucking, what's his name? Ryan Sweeney, I think, at the time. Okay. And then Ernie Banks, which, screw her. She stole my Ernie Banks baseball. Ooh. I'm still not letting that go. But look at that. Two Anthony Rizzo's and two Sweeney's. So I got doubled up twice. Yeah. Was I mad? No. I got assigned baseball by Anthony Rizzo. I don't care if I got two of them. And I mean, in games, that's different. If I get two of the same skin, I'm thinking... Fuck, I got a duplicate.
0: But at least like Overwatch, for example, they give you the coin to compensate.
1: But I just don't see it as actual gambling because you are getting something from it. I see it as the mystery grab bag. The interesting point to this argument that I don't know if I agree completely, but it's interesting, is Democratic representative from Hawaii, Chris Lee. Yeah. He is taking the stance that he is calling loot boxes, and I quote— Predatory behavior from video game production or publishers. Um, and the thing that I know that I'm gonna let you speak on a little bit, your thoughts, but I know you before we said this was like, that is just a load of horseshit. How is it predatory? The thing I can see with this, and mm. the only reason you can use the word predatory, you and I coming at this at a different scope than we would have 10 years ago.
0: That's very true.
1: 10 years ago we were 17 in basically minors in high school and even younger than that when we were 12, 13, 14. microtransactions once the internet became a thing in games, microtransactions followed shortly after because mm-hmm. games were like, oh shit, we can they can link credit cards to this and we can make more money off of it. Yeah. That's the only way I could see it being predatory is if you're going for the scope of this is unregulated and a kid can link his parents credit card to this and just boom, it's getting them into this habit of gambling early on, which I that's why I use air quotes because really I don't see it giving them the it doesn't get them in the habit of gambling It could get them into the habit of frivolously spending
0: money because it's really not their money. Yeah, that's the thing. And then, you know what? To me, that comes onto the parents at that point. Exactly. Because it's like...
1: Every situation's different,
0: but I usually side with that, too. Because you know what? I mean, watch your kids. Watch Mm -hmm. their gameplay. My parents, honestly, at one point in my life, they actually said, okay, you only play games for this long a day. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I have to go along with it. God, I am so glad I didn't have that.
1: Yeah, well, I I'll mean... will be completely honest, Johnny. I am so glad... My parents were always on the other side of, you know what? Just get your shit done, and then I don't care how long you play. Get no- your homework done, get your shit done, and then you can play.
0: They just didn't want me sitting in front of that screen for that long. They made mm-hmm. me go outside, it, which is kind of weird when I broke my leg that that rule still implied for the beginning of it and then mm-hmm. i kind of convinced him like i've got nothing else to do yeah let me play these video games mm-hmm. and that's when the rule broke but it's like before that it was always uh okay you can play for this long of a day or if it's mm-hmm. like raining they let it they let it slide but it's like most of the time it's like okay go outside
1: they wanted you to like go outside maybe
0: read a book reading
1: what's a, a book what's is a book cool.
0: Reading a book is cool. What's the book. No, they wanted me to play outside. But uh, anyways, back to the topic mm-hmm. at hand. Yeah. No, it's up to the parents. You're supposed to mm-hmm. monitor what your kids and you're supposed to monitor your bank account.
1: Yeah. And I mean, let's I'm going to be completely transparent here. Yeah. When I was a kid, this was in high school. Mm-hmm. There was in the NHL game, you could buy the packs for cards in their ultimate team. And I remember asking my mom first, hey, can I use your credit card to buy X amount of packs for like X amount of dollars. She's like, fine, just this once. So had the credit card linked to the account, bought it. But then like maybe a month goes by and I'm sitting there and I'm sitting playing. I'm like, oh, one pack, one pack. I want to try to get some extra cards. And like, I'm like, man, I wish I had enough in-game currency to do it. But then I thought, my mom's credit card is still linked. I'm like, oh, it's only a dollar for one pack. And I'll be completely honest. At that point in my life, I was like, are my parents really going to notice $1? Probably not. Click that button. Mom never knew. Never knew. However, not all kids are like me. No. Some kids might be like, hey, maybe I can get away with just spending hundreds of dollars. That's where mom and dad look at the credit card statement. They're maxed out on credit cards. And they go, why are we maxed out? What the fuck did you do? That's the only part I could say where, okay, I'll give you the predatory comment because we got to understand, it's not just us as adults playing, like, we are vastly, our generation is changing things because when we were kids, like, my dad played video games when he was younger, but it was like, oh, I played the Atari, I played some NES, Mm -hmm. but really my dad wasn't, like, the word gamer was not used No, back then. Whereas now it really started when we were kids where people actually identified as I am a gamer. Mm-hmm. And now we are growing up to adults. But what's the younger generation do? They're following our footsteps. Yeah. And of course, they're changing things also, adapting to what we have done. But we're getting to a point where the gamers are now starting to be old enough to maybe we're thinking about kids, maybe we're having kids. So, I mean, everything changes. And I feel like if you grew up with gaming, you're going to be more aware of these loot boxes Mm -hmm. so that you don't let your kid get into frivolous spending. Even though that I use very lightly just to kind of go along with your point, Mr. Chris Lee. However, The way I see this, and I mentioned this to you before we recorded and I'll bring it up now, Mm -hmm. this is the, mod we have gone through something like this in the past. Yes, we have. Vastly different, but same core. This is the modern day version of violence in video games. Yeah. Back in the day, back when we were kids, oh my God, GTA, they're killing people and stealing cars. We're going to have murderers and crux running amok. Did we get a ton of murderers and crooks? No. Because of that game? No. It was just a video game that we played. This is the modern version of that. This is the new age. We've dealt with violence in video games. Mm -hmm. We can't change it. Gotta find something else. We're going to to attack loot boxes now because loot boxes are the common enemy. They're gambling. They're the common enemy.
0: They're teaching our kids to gamble.
1: Basically, but that's how I see it. This is the new age violence against video. I got games.
0: perfect a perfect counter argument with this. Mm-hmm. Then you know what? Haunted trails. Okay, I would <laughs> is a is an example of childhood gambling. Okay, because I would go in there. Mm-hmm. Even now, I do that. If I, if I end up going in or there. Or even like Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese, ha, Haunted Trails, and even now. Anywhere with an arcade Dave and & and Buster's for adults now? Yeah, or um, Hollywood Hollywood Park.
1: Yeah. Anywhere with arcade games that give out tickets.
0: Yes, but there's a chance in a lot of those games, you don't get tickets back. Or you get like one ticket. You get one ticket. Yeah, you're getting something, but is it really something? You can't buy anything for one ticket. Especially the things you want are like 1,500 tickets. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but that's the thing is I'd go in there, my parents would give me a lot amount of coins because they like mm-hmm. buy the food and they throw, yeah. give my sister and I split it mm-hmm. and then we spend it. Well, hey, I have an extra $10. Let me go to the machine and get some more. Mm-hmm. I have an ex- another extra $10 and I keep like mm-hmm. putting my money in until, hey, we're going now. Or, like, you, or you get to shit, the part where it's like, like, thirty bucks.
1: hey, Johnny, let's play this game. No, no, no. I can't play that game. doesn't give tickets.
0: Yeah, no. I was actually <laughs> learning. What games I could win a, a lot of tickets yeah. at, or what games I was good at winning mm-hmm. a lot of tickets at. It's like, and I just hit those machines. You know, it's the perfect- What is gambling?
1: You know, it's the perfect arcade game, which is just modifying gambling. Hmm. The dome one, where the light just goes around in a circle. Oh, that one. And you've got to basically, bam, hit it. My friend John, growing up, yeah. it's just funny that his name is John, your name was John. Not you, though. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> He was really good at it. Mm -hmm. could hit it, like, five times. If he did it five times, three of them would have been right on the button. Wow. That's how good he was with it. And the two that were off would have been, like, one to the side. So he would just sit there and boom, boom, and just rack up ticket after ticket after ticket after ticket.
0: There's two that I got really good at Mm -hmm. at Haunted Trails. There was one had the little ski slope, and you put the coin in, yeah, and there's this little spinning dial, but mm-hmm. the really thin one mm-hmm. is the hot like the hundred or some the thousand. Pot. The jackpot. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't on that, you were on the next one, I was one. the one next over, yeah. or I was on one of the, the one I sometimes mm-hmm. I'd throw it down and I'd get one of the just the higher end ones. Yeah, and I was making a lot of coin or a lot mm-hmm. of uh ticket on that. Mm-hmm. The other one is almost set up exact, uh Basically set up like a slot machine in a sense. Okay. You put the coin in there, it goes down, and there's these arms that push everything forward. Yes. And you had to just hit it. Because ti- if you didn't time it right. Because then they push the tokens over. They push you. the rest of the tokens mm-hmm. forward. But if you didn't time it right, it just sat on top of the rest of the tokens. Yeah. It's just like the spinning. You mm-hmm. hit the, and it and stops in the right spot.
1: Those would be more gambling towards loot boxes. Loot boxes, I'm not going to. The only reason why is you don't have to spend money on loot boxes, too. Exactly. You don't have to. They give you something, even though the items might be useless or unwanted. You still are getting something, even if you paid money for it. Now, the argument is, did I get what I paid for? No. That's the point of loot boxes and why I say they are mystery grab bags. Yeah. yeah the modern-day mystery grab bags in gaming. That's what they are. Exactly. Do you have any final thoughts on... Uh, Loot boxes? No, I completely
0: agree. It's it's less of, like you said, it's less of gambling Mm -hmm. and more of a grab bag because you're getting something no matter what.
1: Well, this is where I want you guys to come in. Let us know what you guys think. Down below in the comment section, what do you think about loot boxes? Are they gambling? Are they predatory behavior? Do you agree with Democratic Representative Chris Lee from Hawaii? Let us know what you guys think in the comments down below. But Johnny, let's move on into our last topic, and we're taking a look. It's a little uh, trifecta here. We're looking at Marvel. We're looking at Captain Marvel. We're looking at Marvel, which is kind of like Marvel. He was yeah. a Captain Marvel, so I'm gonna still do it. We're looking yeah, at yeah. the trifecta. He's gonna do the
0: whole time, right?
1: Looking triangle thing. Yeah. If I did this the whole time, that'd be a workout. It would. That'd be a workout. It's kind of like you got, when you do when you do these. Yeah. That's what it's kind of Back like in gym classes, grade this school, the
0: whole time. Yes. Well, well you, you got to switch that. arms eventually.
1: Oh, no, i do it one arm the
0: whole time. One arm, oh, oh get man. Get
1: this one, like, really big and buff, and yeah. this one all little wimpy and scrawny. So like a crab. But what we're looking at is Jude Law yeah. is signed on to be in the Captain Marvel movie along with Brie Larson. He's going to play Mar-Vale, who was the original Captain Marvel. Johnny, I'm just going to dish it right over to you. You're our, Mar- you're our Marvel dude here on the podcast. Dude. I'm the DC dude. Dude. Yeah, the Marvel dude. And, uh, the dude abides. Yeah, the dude does abide. We're going to look at this, though. What kind of Marvel do you think we'll see in Captain Marvel?
0: You know what? I'm kind of hoping we do get some... So confusing with the
1: Marvels. Marvel, Marvel,
0: Marvel, Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Why well, can't it all be a universal, man? Right. <laughs> I mean, that's the one thing I'm, like... Not, still like, the, like-,
1: not like the Hulk, though. Just, like... Universal is the normal term, not like Universal yeah, yeah, yeah. Pictures.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing I was just like a little confused about when, when the movie first came out. Mm-hmm. And now I can see maybe where it's kind of working into it. When it said Captain Marvel, but it's going to be Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. Was like, wait, wait, Captain Marvel is the dude that's a Kree alien. Mm-hmm. And she gets superpowers from a Kree exp- like, experimentation explosion thingy. I don't know how... I forgot how they describe mm-hmm. it exactly. Anyway, she gets superpowers from the that.
1: The bottom line is traumatic event happens,
0: somebody gets powers. Yes, exactly. That's how it works in comics. Yeah. And, well, what happens is... Oh, no, my eyes. Now I'm Daredevil. Yeah. Well, what what to, what it was supposed to be is, like, she was Miss Marvel, mm-hmm. and then he's captain marvel but i guess what's going on is she's kind of taking up the mantle it seems like so what i'm wondering if we're gonna get is almost like a mr miyagi thing mm-hmm. whereas he's gonna teach her how to use her powers maybe are we gonna get a captain marvel oh, wax, wax, upon, wax on wax, wax off. off i mean if you guys are seeing if they're seeing this either it'd be <laughs> larson marvel please use it that'd be hilarious wax on and wax off wax on <laughs> That you did double wax on, yeah, but you said wax off, so I completed your thing. Oh, okay. Well, I, anyways, um, I would hope, mm-hmm. um, we actually get to see some of his superpowers, even if it's like a flashback or something. I'd like to see his superpowers. I'd like to see him be mm-hmm. Captain Marvel. The thing in I'm, some form.
1: The thing I'm most interested in this, yeah, is because it's set in the nineties.
0: Yes. We're
1: gonna see Nick Fury with two eyes, oh, not yeah. just
0: an eye patch and one eye. Well, I mean, we saw two eyes in uh, Winter Soldier. Just one of them had a huge gash across it. No, I it. mean, like actually, oh,
1: actual two, two eyes. eyes. Um, but the thing that I wonder and what I'm excited for in this movie is now that they're gonna have Marvel in it, yeah, or the original Captain Marvel. Even if he is doing a Mr. Miyagi type thing with Brie Larson's Captain Marvel. Yeah. Will we ever get a interaction between him and a Cree? Because originally Marvell is a Cree. I think he's a pink Cree. Yeah, that's which what they, makes he's a Pink Cree. looks makes like makes him look human. like a Caucasian male. Yeah. Is how I've heard it described to me. Are we going to get a kind of interaction between him and a Cree? where it's like he maybe knows the leader of the Cree invasion or has dealt with them in the past because he was a Cree and originated from them.
0: You know what? I think he, they're going to. They're going to have to because mm-hmm. um, this is probably also going to be an origin story of how she gets her powers, which means he's going to probably, my guess is he's going to probably mm-hmm. be part of it because, I mean, he's the Cree on Earth mm-hmm. and she's the human. They're working together yeah. Some sort of Cree accidental explosion of their technology. Mm-hmm. She gets powers. Well, she looks at him. Well, how the how the hell did you did how the hell did you survive? Mm-hmm. I got powers. Well, he, because he's a Cree and he's got powers. He has super humanoid strength, super humanoid durability, humanoid speed, and this is all from the Wikipedia, by the way. Just to be fair. Yeah. Um, Superhumanoid agility and superhumanoid reflexes. Mm -hmm. The durability is going to help him survive. Yeah. He's not going to die from that. Mm -hmm. So it's going to then like, oh, well, I'm to be honest, I'm such and such. This is what's happening. And the reason I was doing this, maybe he was doing it to try and divert the invasion or blah, blah, blah. Well, whatever. That's what I think is going to happen, though, Mm -hmm. is it's going to be her origin story. He's going to be revealed as this maybe Mr. Miyagi type thing. And I like going with that reference because it's.
1: Do you think we'll ever see? Here's what I'm going to wonder also. Yes. Are we going to see flashbacks to him as Captain Marvel?
0: That'd be awesome. That's what I'm hoping we see. That's why I'm saying I hope we see his superpowers. Because. Whether it's. During the time and that's what's happening? Because
1: isn't, and you can answer this better than I can because okay. you're more of a Marvel guy. Okay. Isn't Captain Marvel supposed to be like protector of the universe type thing? We're flying around from galaxy to galaxy kind of protecting people that need their their help, whoever it is. If you know it was mar I don't
0: or 100% remember that part of it because mm-hmm. I just remember the one where he's a kind of a Kree scientist mm-hmm. on Earth. Studying humans and kind of like, yeah, because like the Jane Goodall thing, mm-hmm. and then kind of connects with them a little too much. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, I don't want this to happen to humans, which mm-hmm. is why it becomes kind of a protector of Earth type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they could go with a different route with it, and obviously, they change things for the Hollywood aspect of it, anyways. Yeah, but I mean, that's the one I know of. There's probably other ones out there. I haven't read a lot of mm-hmm. comic books with Captain Marvel. Because so, we, we do know... I don't know a ton of the backstory.
1: I, I say this like we do know for sure. We have an idea, I should say. Yes. Of the greater scheme with cat Like, how this is going to be a origin movie because how it works is Avengers Infinity War. Thanos comes and just beats the living crap out of the um, Avengers. Avengers. And then in Avengers 4... Here she comes to save the day. (laughs) Captain Marvel comes in, and she's supposed to be like the trump card that goes against Thanos to level the playing field for the Avengers.
0: Well, I mean, because if you can't have the Avengers, the Guardians of the Galaxy, Mm -hmm. and Doctor Strange— defeat Thanos, you, you're kind of screwed. And the
1: Hulk and Thor.
0: Well, that's why I said the Avengers.
1: Yeah, well, I'm just naming them all.
0: Oh, okay, you want to name them all? Yeah. Well, okay. We'll be we'll... every
1: single person that's going to be in this movie. Black Panther. As credits
0: just roll up the screen. <laughs> Black Panther, Hulk, Thor. I, I don't mm. think are we naming them? No. no.
1: Apparently, Hela's going to be in the Infinity War thing. Is she? Uh-huh. That's what I saw on Screen Ramp. No, I missed that. I saw that her and somebody else um, were added to it. Interesting. And apparently there's a something with like the cast list for Avengers 4 apparently has ruined. I didn't read this one. I just saw it apparently ruined a, um, a spoiler for Scarlet Witch and Vision's relationship. Oh, didn't read that article because I look at those articles and I go, no, I don't want to be spoiled. Nope. I don't, don't want to spoil be spoiled on anything, even if it's a casting thing. But I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how Marvel fits into this whole kind of
0: yeah, the whole scheme of story. Everything.
1: Because I think they, I would go along with you, maybe like a Mister Miyagi teacher thing. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see like oh, if they did flashbacks to him, like as Captain Marvel, Marvel like maybe. Maybe it's something to where he's teaching her about the Cree. Yeah. And it's something where, yeah, you know, long ago before I came here, I used to have battles with the Cree to where basically he was helping fight back Cree invasions from different planets. Yeah,
0: or something like that along the lines.
1: Because virtually the Cree are just coming to infest the. Kind of, and I'm asking you this because you're the Marvel guy. Okay. It's kind of like a dark side thing, except they don't want to destroy the planet. They just want to make the planet their own.
0: They want to. They want to
1: come to Earth and make it their own. It's now,
0: not. It's not like in the way the Skrull do it. I don't know if you know anything yes. about them, where they kind of infiltrate and take over scroll and kree are related right no they're okay. they're actually i think they're enemies if i okay. remember correctly anyways the scroll are the more of the type they tr- they transform mm-hmm. themselves they start looking like people they infiltrate and they take over that okay. way and make the planet theirs yeah whereas the kree are just mm-hmm. we're taking the planet it's going to be part of our empire mm-hmm. we and like and i think they actually will destroy anything that gets in their way um, because they have if, and again, and this is you know so, from some aspects, not that all make, of them. That makes they have m- a supreme intelligence.
1: That makes more sense because aren't the, and we're saying Kree because Marvel, Mar Marvel, is a Kree. Yes, he is. But isn't the main villain of the movie the Skrull? It's the Skrull invasion. not yes. the Kree invasion. So that would Why make sense. Why is say Kree invasion then? <laughs> Well, I said Kree invasion. Oh, I okay, mi- I mix the two. Um in oh, my head that's
0: my bad too because i didn't catch that but it's mm-hmm. a scroll it's she's got Cree powers or she got powers because of a Cree incident but it's a scroll mm-hmm. invasion which makes more sense um but still i mean still invasion thing still um the two of them him teaching her how to use her powers and maybe him saying you know what i've had to fight off this the scroll for so long mm-hmm. on this planet or blah 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 i fight off the or scroll just in general in general yeah
1: the one thing I'm also looking at is, um, one of the they don't have an IMDb who he's going to play, but I also forgot like weeks ago they already know who's the actor is going to. Did you hear about the actor that's going to play the main um, scroll villain no. in the movie? Do you remember Ben Mendelssohn?
0: I don't. He
1: was um he was in uh. He was in Batman Begins a long time ago, but he was in Rogue One. Okay, he was one I'm of the lieutenants. Right he was uh, Orson in Rogue One. Yeah, he's going to be the um, one of the main scrolls. That'll be interesting in the movie. He's going to eye it or eye to play that main person. But any final thoughts? Because I feel like we're kind of at the end of this one. Any final thoughts with Jude Law Marvel? In the Captain Marvel movie.
0: No, I'm just excited um, that we're getting Captain Marvel in some form or another, but I do Mm -hmm. really hope we get to see at least some of his powers. Okay. Maybe not the full extent, but something.
1: Yeah, I would would really like going back. Give me a flashback of him as Captain Marvel Mm -hmm. because I want to see
0: that. I want to learn a lot about Captain Marvel through this movie. Yes, or the two of them working together Mm -hmm. and him having to— become Captain Marvel once again and
1: team up, team and up. have like a duo Captain yeah. Marvel kind of th- question is, do you do that? Do you kill them off? Maybe. Do you kill them off? And then she's the lone Captain Marvel. She end?
0: takes up the mantle of becoming Captain Marvel.
1: That would be interesting. That would A, be really a complete
0: circle of Captain Marvel origin story. Cause
1: it's the circle of life. <laughs> really? No. Wrong. What? Right company. Wrong right movie. Co- right company. Wrong, wrong company. movie. But this is where I want you guys to come in. Let us know what you guys think down below. In the comment section, what do you think of Jude Law coming on to the Captain Marvel movie? What do you think of Marvel being added to the Captain Marvel roster? Also, thank you guys for watching the Rick and Johnny podcast. If you're on iTunes, if you're on Stitcher, if you're on Spreaker, if you're on Blog Talk Radio, if you're listening anywhere around the world, thank you for listening to the full podcast. Last thing I forgot to do at the beginning, yes, a little bit of housekeeping here at the end. If you have not already, please check out patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast help support the channel And for as low as ten dollars you could be on a podcast with us talking about a segment well not right here it'd be like more right here because we got oh, our phone here that's true they'd be on the phone they'd be on the phone Johnny. oh okay they'd be on the phone you'd call in we'd talk about what you want to talk about I'm just trying in to get the, the realm hype of the of podcast be here.
0: We put a chair up with like a little like. I, I little, will. If we, they send us a picture, we'll print out their face and I'll hold it right here for base, them. You know what we should
1: do huh. if they're on a Rick and Johnny podcast? We put Iron Man there, and if they want us to send us like a picture of their face, we put the face on. We're Iron more Man. than
0: happy to do that. You guys will send us your face. Put the t- give mm-hmm. us the ten dollars. We will have your voice come from the phone. But I will put your face on Iron Man right next to me.
1: And you could be on the podcast right there even when Johnny and I are talking. Yes. Second thing of house housekeeping, wanted to say house cleaning again, is please go to iTunes. Give us that five-star rating that we also ask for every week. We'd be very appreciative of that. Johnny's going to hold up the five-star Dragon Ball. Really would help us if you went on to iTunes. Give us a good rating. Give us that five-star rating. want to thank you guys for the watching. On iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, or on YouTube. But as always, have a good day, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable
1: Pod for more great podcasts.